The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Well, hello, hello. Another episode of The Adventure Jogger. This is a special episode live from the Mid-State Mile. Well, kind of. We'll get to the live stuff in, in just a bit. But before we get to uh, the, the main thrust of this episode, Jeff and I have invented a new summer drink sensation. Oh, it's the bomb. It is it's fantastic. What, what, what happened was a story behind this. What had happened was... <laughs> so, so we're at the Mid-State Mile this past weekend when we're recording this. And in the swag bag for the Mid-State Mile, you may have seen the videos on our Adventure Jogger socials, we found what we thought was going to be disgusting sports drink. It's right. LMNT. And so they're, they're, they had uh, chocolate salt was a flavor. Right. There was uh, lemon habanero. And then there was chili mango. And we thought, who in their right mind? That's, that's, that's just wrong. Right. Who would want to drink that garbage? And so we thought, because we were bored, why don't we mix it up and do a little taste test? Much to our surprise... It was really good. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> pretty I, damn good. I, if you would have said, hey, Ryan, do you think you'd like to have something so, uh, like like hot, some heat in your sports drink? I'd be like, that's the stupidest. But it was so good. They're not sponsoring this, by the way. And after we get to what we're going to talk about, they'll never sponsor us. And we'll no, probably get probably a cease not. and desist. But... We got a little bored later on, and, and we had some, <laughs> some ranch waters, some Topo Chico ranch, ranch waters. waters. Now, ranch waters is not ranch like ranch dressing. It's ranch. It comes. It's a West Texas drink. It's, it's uh, tequila. water and Yeah, it's like seltzer water, tequila, and agave, and we had a, we had a couple of those. And so in our, in our silliness, we mixed up some of the chili mango and LMNT. And so we poured it in some glasses. And then on top of that, we poured the, the, the Topo Chico ranch right. water. And it was phenomenal. <laughs> and we liked it so much. <laughs> we're drinking it tonight. We did it again <laughs> and put it, put it over crushed ice. And now we're doing it again. Right. So this, this drink, if you, do, it's, if you look it up, it's actually a good... You can use it for, for running, too. I mean, you can sure. get the LMNT. You can get it on Amazon, all that stuff. The, you want to get the Fiesta Pack because that's what has yeah. the lemon habanero and the chili mango. mango and you can take it and you mix it up and then you pour it in a you half and half into a glass and then the topo chico in the other half some crushed ranch ice water, crushed ice a little salt on the, on the rim. rim and you got get you got the salty jogger so we're, yeah the salty hard jogger yeah. is what is what we're calling that so we hope everybody enjoys that but we now have a, 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 you know, we're going to shift to running Enough drinking. All right. Because the plan originally was to go out to Midstate Mile, Becca Jones and John Cox. Yep. You asked, hey, would you guys want to go out and do a live episode at Midstate Mile? Oh, sure. And of course, drag the camper to Franklin. That's an hour, basically, yeah. um, for us to get there. So at some point, I don't know if it was a week before or two weeks before. Somewhere thereabouts. My, my son, 18 years old, Cohen, getting ready to go to college. Uh, a high school cross country runner ran track. He says to me, "Hey, I want to do this race." And 
I, I looked at Ryan and Ryan looked at me and we're like, oh. Right. Well, okay. You just out of the blue say to, to, to Jeff and I, I, I want to do this mid-state mile. Yeah, I heard at first like you guys were talking about it and I've been trying to find ways to make running like f- more fun for me so I can yeah. do it more often. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It sounds like a fun challenge. I want to see how I do. So but we, the, when, you, when you said that to us, like we know the Mid-State Mile is, it's it's 1.1 mile loop. There's 460 feet of vertical no, gain. No, 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 340, 340. No, is it 340? 340. I thought it was four something. No, 340. I think you guys are wrong. I think it's actually 330. I, I think you guys are both wrong. Anyway, it's a lot of climbing. Don't make me call Becca right now. Call Becca. So we'll, we'll, actually, you'll, we'll find out later in the episode when we play all the stuff we recorded right. from there. So this is not an easy, and this is a last person standing race. So this is... Every twenty minutes, you got to do this loop. It's it's not junior league. It is not. (laughs) And so the farthest you had run up until this point was how much? It was eight miles, and it was five years ago. And I was actually pacing my dad at Superior. (laughs) Right, it was eight miles five years ago. Right about now, your average run is like four to five miles. Four or five. We're getting closer to five to six. Uh So we're thinking. What the heck is going to happen here? I, it's it's not douche grade. It's just not. No, it's it's steep. It's steep climbs. Yeah. It's it's a tough thing. It'd be very few people make it even twenty four hours. And I remember saying to you like, uh, 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 uh and mom got mad at me <laughs> when when you when you left to go upstairs because you're like I'm going to run it. And yeah. so and so uh, you know you went upstairs to go do whatever you know kids do upstairs and and your your mom said to me she goes I can't believe you and I'm like what are you talking about she goes I can't believe you're not encouraging right. us. And I'm like, honey, this is not a high school cross country race. Right. This is one of the toughest last person standing races. In, in, so in so Tennessee. Ryan, Ryan had to stand the wrath of Mama Bear. I yeah. had to sleep on the couch. Yeah. So I get my stuff thrown on the couch because Mom's mad at me because I wasn't supporting you enough in her eyes, and I'm just thinking like, I don't know if this kid knows what he's in for, and yeah. so You're like, oh boy, not wanting to sleep on the couch for two nights, Ooh. I said, you know, okay, all right, well, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because yeah, the race was sold out at this point. And so I, you know, reached out to to Becca Jones and I said, "Hey, hey Becca, my my son Cohen would like to do this race. He's a cross country runner. I have no idea how long he's going to last in this thing. Could could we get him in?" And she's like, "Well, absolutely, absolutely." So, you roll down to Franklin with me Friday night before the race. Yeah, and actually, I didn't step up to my like, right on the mic. You get remember you get they got standards here because your dad's a DJ, so you got to be on that. So mic. <laughs> I do got to say one thing before right. that: the week when we were preparing and getting materials, going back to the LMNT thing, I was looking for LMNT and I was telling my dad because I had it from wrestling. I was like, "Hey, I really want to get this stuff for my race." Yeah, and he was like, "Ah, oh, no, no." Now they love it, so I love that. part Yeah, of that's it. good part of it. But so, so before we leave though, I, I come home, Jeff. This is before, you drag the camper down, right. down, and you, you, you get off work, you go home. Right, you set it up in Becca's backyard, and I go home, and I'm going to get Cohen, and we're going to head down to, to stay in the camper. I get home, and and Christina and Cohen had gone shopping for race food. Oh yes, and they had two Tupperware tubs, tubs <laughs> of food. Like, I did not want all that junk food. Chalk full of I didn't want, but it was oatmeal cream pies. Uh, it was gummy bears. 
It was muffins. Rice crispy treats. Yep, yep. It See, was I believed in myself a lot and I knew I get really hungry at night. So I was like, worst case best case scenario when I think cause I had I really do think I had the ability to make it to the night. Spoiler alert, I didn't. But um yeah. I was like, I know I can eat a lot at night, so I'm gonna have to bring some extra stuff. All we, we had enough in there for all three of us. We did, race. yeah, we did. <laughs> and all I'm thinking of is this kid who's running four miles a day in training for cross country is going to last an hour or two, right. and we are going to have a hundred dollars worth of snacks. But that same evening when you got there, just to show them how easy this course was, right? We went out and walked the course. In 24 minutes. Right. We walked it and, and went, and, and the whole plan was, okay, you can, you can, you don't have to run the whole thing. Right. We're, we're, we're not going to break a sweat. Well, no. Jeff and I broke a no. sweat because it was really humid out there. Yeah. So after we, we, we get there, you kind of see what, what's ready for you, Cohen. What were you thinking that night when we stuck you in the little bunk bed in Stafford's camper? The cubby. The little cubby hole bunk bed. What were you thinking knowing that? You, you've signed up for a race that is just not it's not going to be easy at all um, he's pro- before you start he's probably thinking these guys are really gassy this camper <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead but um so that night I actually couldn't sleep so that's a lot of what I thought about was just preparing for the race but I sort of knew like with me I honestly I get really overconfident in a lot of areas I have really yes. really high self-confidence and yes. I love when people like don't think I'm gonna be able to do as good as I think I can because then I get to sort of like prove people wrong it's always something I love to do so I, I knew it was gonna be challenging but I'm like I knew it was something I had the ability to do I'm like I think I'm I sort of was like okay this is definitely gonna be really challenging and I have to make sure I'm not stupid when I run it but I definitely think I'm gonna be able to do pretty well and all I'm thinking is, we'll get two or three hours, and then Jeff and I will be spending the rest of the day just interviewing people right. out at the race. So, a gassy night in the camper, stuck in the cubby <laughs> hole. You wake up that morning, you get ready, and you know we're giving you some encouragement. Take us to the start line. What were your th- what were your thoughts? Because you here you, you were the only person I believe in in ultrasound that had no ultra results. At, I had one. Well, there was a, there that was, was a actually, six mile. Yeah, there's a lot of people who had no races leading okay, up to okay. that. Okay, so but you were there was a lot of experienced mountain runners. Yeah, in that you know step up on there, and, and so so what were you thinking? You go to the start line of of this race. What what is your thought? Um, my first thought was because I was running next to for the first couple for the first lap I stayed with the guy who ended up winning it, Justin. Um, I was running with him that first lap, and I sort of knew I was like okay. Like this first lap, I need to make sure, cause there was around 85 people. I needed to make sure I didn't get stuck behind everybody. And I knew that once I got out there and started running, that I I either, it was gonna hit me hard or it was gonna be something I sort of, I sort of knew that first lap, like this is gonna show me how far I think I can go. Okay, so first lap, you're running with, with Justin Hamilton who would go on to win. Um, when your running experience is mainly, I mean, you've 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 uh, paced some ultras and, and what have you, and you know eight, eight yeah. miles is where that came from. But this is a little different. This is your first kind of race experience with a pack of people. Because by the time you would ever pace me in a race, everything was so spread out. All you saw no was, was Jeff or, or myself, right? <laughs> yeah, right? So you're in a big pack of people. You're running a lap with with Justin Hamilton. What was your thought of the atmosphere? in that in that race 
right away you could tell it was sort of like a big old family because you had people like who ran it the previous year and they're all like oh hey like i remember you i remember you and they all sort of like started like talking and so yeah. then i started like okay like and everybody just started like talking to each other and had big conversations so i sort of knew this wasn't a race you could do alone this is a right. race you had to sort of like pick a pack stay with Mm -hmm. And then sort of like talk with them to keep your mind off how difficult the challenge was. And the first lap goes by. Yeah. You know, you, you come in. And we yell at you immediately. Immediately. Because we told you like 18 minute miles. You stay with. We, first, we, first lap we went 18. Right. You went 18 the first the first lap because we're like, stay with Jeremy Kading. We're like, let's stay with Jeremy. No, you told me to stay with Justin. And Justin. Was, Jeremy yeah. and Justin, that's who you're going to stay with all day long. <clears throat> and so you listen for one lap. And yeah. then <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Defense. So then he got then he got hooked up with troublemaker Luke. Exactly. So yeah. lap two, I was running with Justin most of the most of that lap. We get to this little straight area where there's a bunch of posters, mm -hmm. with a bunch of signs, and Justin goes, "Hey, I'm gonna stop and read these signs. You go ahead." Yeah. So I went ahead, and then I think it was lap four that I first met and actually got to run with Luke Bossweiler. And it was because Luke, uh, Justin decided to run with Luke for the first portion. Yeah. And so we ran with them for the first half. And then I sort of knew like that I was like, okay, like this felt pretty good, but I need to sort of like ease into it. And then I ran, I met a running buddy that I stayed with throughout lap five. And I think from lap six upwards on, I was sort of staying with that group with like Luke. Right. Now, now I should note that Luke, consistently came in at 14 and a half minute miles. 14 and a half to yeah. 15 every minutes every loop. single time. And so this, the, you know, the first couple loops you listen to your dad and Mr. Jeff. Yeah. You know, we're 18 minute miles coming in, got a couple minutes, get some water and you get moving, get back to the starting line, fired up again. But it was, it was after the first hour that you were like, I'm not listening to dad and Mr. Jeff anymore. <laughs> in and you're coming in 15. at 14 and a half to 15 and a half minutes consistently over and over and over again. And how many times did I have to tell you, Slow stop down. running with Luke. <laughs> yeah. Run with Jeremy or Justin. See, Luke's killing it. I sort of knew <clears throat> once I ran those first couple of laps and I, I think I even told you, so I was like, I understand this is fat, but I felt really well. My legs that day probably felt the best they've ever had in a race. I didn't run most of the steep downhills. I actually didn't run a single steep downhill with those laps. I sort of knew to like walk because I didn't want to over sprint, over pace. But I sort of knew like what was on time. There were some points where I'd walk into the finish line because I was afraid to get yelled at. Because <laughs> I ran a 1430. And my dad goes, I told you to keep it over 14. He's like, stop going under 14. No, like, under 14. Okay. He said, yeah, what yeah. he said was, what the f are you doing? <laughs> yeah, slow down. <laughs> but then there was a big group of us um, for the first, for those from f lap five or six going on to like Right, so this seven. is two hours. This is two hours in now. Yeah. And I'm thinking at this point. Oh, he's going to crash. Right. At some point, he's going to go, okay, I'm done. Uncle. So, right, I'm done. This was too much. Dad, you were right not to be, you know, screaming for joy when I wanted to sign up for this thing. You were right to be cautious. But no, hour two passes. You roll into hour three. Yeah. And so at some point when you get to lap eight, this is the farthest you had ever gone before. Yeah. And I made it known because I was talking to people on the course. I sort of made it known. I was like, yeah, um, after lap eight, like that's sort of the farthest I've gone. And so Luke and this one other guy we ran with most of the time, 
the other guy would kept going like, congratulations, Cody, like another PR. And Luke Boswell, every time we go, everything is PR for Cody today. <laughs> but with that, I sort of marked like my pace and like knowing how far I would go. I just sort of measured like my stride. Like I was like, okay, if I have to, if my stride has to start extending really far for me to keep this, then I'm yeah. going to start pulling it back. But I think my average stride was like three, Three to four feet, maybe two. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever go that deep into the details um, on stride length. So, so yes, yeah, so our three passes, our four passes, our five passes, yeah. our six passes. He's got a half marathon. Well, yeah, the <clears throat> half marathon in the bag. Yeah, and all of a sudden we're getting close to you know. Okay, you've run thirteen miles. Let's get to twenty. You get to twenty miles, and we're like, like oh, okay, you can't quit now. You got to well, get no, the full marathon. You got to get a yeah. full marathon at this point, and you really kind of fall into a groove. With with Luke Bolschweiler yeah. and and Justin Hamilton, you guys would would run from time to time, and you and you kind of you spent a lot of time with these really great ultra runners, these fantastically talented ultra runners, and you looked like a child among men, and because I mean you're oh, yeah. you're young, I mean you're you're a high school kid, and so you keep on going and going and going. What was it like to just all of a sudden, you know this 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 group of friends all of a sudden comes out where it, it, it turns into each lap is a a chance to bs with a with a bunch of a bunch of guys it was really cool because um then we sort of became like a really tight like it was we were really like tight so we got to know each other's backstories like there were two guys up there there's one that was a head soccer coach at this university and every year he would bring a athlete to come crew him and that same year his assistant coach who we used to coach in like high school yeah came and ran it with him and he ended up doing really well so like we got to like know everybody's like little backstories yeah which was really cool you get to share your story and you get to listen to other other stories i'll tell you though but how about how about that how about that uh, Winston Cup pit crew he had? I mean, you know. Oh yeah, we were like, exactly. We were, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Were were people jealous of your incredible pit crew? <laughs> uh, yeah, every I you do got to say there's probably a bunch of people who thought I was sponsored by Ultra. We did. We did <laughs> right. take over the Ultra yeah, tent. Yeah, we, we did. Um, kind of kind of moved in there a little bit. <laughs> None of us yeah. were wearing Ultras, but we took yeah. over Ultra's tent. Um, yeah. So that, that's so you get to that. I mean, you're 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 you've got to be. Are you wondering at any point when is it all going to fall apart? Um, no, going into the full marathon, I remember Justin came up and talked to me and my legs felt fresher than they did going into mile seven. And I was like, my legs feel absolutely amazing right now. And Justin was like, dude, I think you have a really good shot at going 24 hours. Like, I think you can do really well. Yeah. And so did I at that point. There were times when I thought like, oh, I'm doing really good. I think I can like keep going. I didn't really ever think everything was going to start falling apart till I think close to about hour nine because I started getting these really bad stomach aches and yep. feeling really nauseous. And what was funny about that is I started pumping a lot of fruit because Luke Boschweiler, I don't know if he, I think he might've known, but he was like, hey, like just like a tip, if you ever feel nauseous, you your body's first instinct is to not eat a lot of food and sort of like water. And he goes, but what you wanna do is you wanna eat a lot of food cause you're probably just non-nutrition. And so I did, I'm like, okay. So I started eating a lot more and I started fixing. I was like, man, I hope he knew that like, that's actually what was going on. <laughs> but at some point, you know, we're, we're past the full marathon now. You've been dealing with some stomach issues that you've conquered. You're into, you've passed mile 30 now. Yeah. So you get to 30. Now you're, you know, 31 miles in. 
Go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead. Okay. Go 30, 31 miles in, and then things started to go wrong. Yeah, so I had, uh, going into this, I think I started running three weeks prior to the race because last track meet of the season, I got hurt, and we're still trying to figure it out. I've been in PT. Like, I was just at PT today trying to, like, figure out what's wrong with my hip. And I was like, okay, like, my hip's feeling good. Like, I'm fine. Like, this is not going to bother me. It hasn't really bothered me. I was running. Like, let's yeah. keep going. And then right at, like, yeah, going into start of hour 10, my hip just would lock up and tighten. And then that's sort of when I knew I was like, that last lap I ran, I was like, okay, I'm going to st- start good. And I, was, I started the first, the last lap I ran, I started running with Justin. And then all you hear is from the front of the group, Luke Boschwaller yell, Cohen, where are you? Why is he up here? And so I caught up with them. We started talking and he goes, and I told him, I was like, yeah, my hip's just killing me. And he's like, even with the trekking balls? I'm like, yeah. And he gave me some exercises and workouts that he's used to help with his hip. And he tells me, he goes, one thing you have to think of is you, you got to think, is this a pain that's going to hurt tomorrow morning? Or is this a pain that's going to go away very soon? Because you do have college to look at. So you don't want to, you want to make sure that you, you don't get injured to the point where it's going to go into your cross country season. So after that lap, I was like, so I started walking most of that lap and I was like, okay, like if I time out here, like I time out here. And I think I finished 16 that lap. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really surprising. But I went back and I was like, yeah, my leg's been tightening up this whole lap. I can't. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Okay. His Cohen's pre-race brief that we pep talk we gave right. to it was run slow. We want to see you come in, you know, 17 and a half to yeah. 18 and a half minute, minute miles. He did that twice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we said, you know, make sure you stay. We'll keep you on top of your hydration, nutrition, but you need to drink and eat something most every lap. And he did for the most part. Most part, yeah. Most part. Yeah. So you get a little stomach nauseous. Yeah. But then there's one other thing we told him. We said. Let us know if you have any feet issues or hot spots. And what yes. happened? What what happened? So I started feeling a hot spot in my foot and I really didn't know if it was like an actual blister or just like a pain. So I ran with it for probably about an hour and a half. And I told him I was like, Okay, I'm gonna run in this lap and This was fast. like lap twenty nine, right? Yeah. right he tells us. Right. And I think yeah, I ran in the lap and I was like, Hey, like well actually I think this was lap thirty one because it was the lap right before I dropped. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna run in this lap really, really quick. Lap thirty one, really, really quick. I'm gonna finish, and then we can put the shoe on." I didn't run it as quickly as I wanted, but and then when we got there, we we took the shoe off that hurt. Turns out there was no blister at all. Yeah. So let me let me let me back up on this. He says yeah. he says blister. I said, "Okay, we don't have time this lap, right? Because you gonna, only have because you only have until twenty minutes. You you're gonna get have moving, to go right. back out." I'll have everything prepped when you come in. All you got to do is slam your butt down and we'll get that shoe off and we'll yeah. go right to it. Hot so lap. He gets a hot lap, comes in at 1445 or right. something like that, slams his butt down the chair and says right foot. So he puts it up on the cooler and the first thing I notice, he's got it double knotted and it's all sweaty. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I waste 30 seconds untying this freaking shoe. People, don't double knot your shoes. Just So I get the shoe off, loosen it up. Take the sock off. I said, okay, point where the blister is. Because I just yeah. did a quick yeah. preliminary, didn't Couldn't see anything. He goes, right here. I said, there's no blister there. There's no yeah. red mark. There's no hot spot. Nothing. 
But I had I had prepped everything. I got the Luco tape and cut cut it out. Oh yeah. Had the tincture of benzoin yeah. ready to go. I had everything all the, the tincture alcohol of benzoin wiped. was ready. I had a needle to pop the blister and it was all sterilized. Everything tincture was, of benzoin. Everything was ready. Yeah. And nothing. Nothing. So yeah. All I did was slather the bottom of his foot with desitin, <laughs> slam the sock and the shoe back on, and then we only had like. I don't know, thirty seconds or so left, and I, I said, "We're like gonna have to get the next now. shoe on the next lap." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so that's why I sort of waited to tell you. So I was like, "Okay, I don't know if this is actually like a blister. This might be something else." But then when it, it was like this little dot, and I was like, "This feels weird." Yeah, because it wasn't Just a little foot. Yeah, it's sore foot. Right. Yeah. Right. Because so honestly, these are the things you learn. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And and you had gone so far outside of how far you've ever gone before. You never yeah. experienced that. You before. know, because you finished with thirty-five point zero four, five point zero four miles and ten thousand feet of vertical gain. Yeah. On four miles of running every actually, other day. I actually told somebody today that it was around like ten thousand to eleven thousand. He goes. You mean eleven hundred? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You pull out your Strava, like here. Let me show yeah, you. What I, I actually did about. pull out my Strava. No, but so that I mean, were you disappointed? Because for, for I know for for Jeff and I, as your as your father and your surrogate grandfather over there, <laughs> there was an immense sense of pride. Right. Yeah. Just was. when you really crossed was. the ultra threshold. Yep. Because we were expecting two to three hours, and yeah. and and then you you know you do the marathon, you crush that marathon. And then we're like, okay, he's going to get the ultra distance. And he gets that ultra distance. And we were, at that point, we were ecstatic. Everything else on that point was was gravy. So, so let me ask you something. If you go back and do that race again, and if you slow those miles down to like 17 and a half to 18 and a half minute range. No, he's going to run with Luke again next year. Yeah. I They've already made plans. They've already talked on, I think on if Facebook I have a, about this. I think if I have my hip situation out. And if you had out, trained for it. Yeah. yeah. I think if I had the proper training and I had my, I have my hip figured out yeah. next year. Yeah. Not proper training. Training period. Training period, yeah. <laughs> I think if I had training. You have and, to train um, some, yes. I think once I train and I learn how to use trekking poles and stuff like that, going into those hours, and I, le- like, I get used to running the longer distances, and I get my hip all worked out and don't have any issues with that. I think, I think they could be seeing a forty-eight hour race with some people next year. For you're saying you're going forty-eight hours. You're saying I think I could. That's talking. That's I a, felt that's a really bold. well. I felt really yeah, well. Yeah, but that's ten hours. But we're we're talking adding thirty-eight hours to that. I mean, I honestly think let's just go with let's just go with twenty-four. 24. Yeah. Let's just go with twenty-four. Yeah, let's, let's not let's not throw that throw that on the wall and see if it's right. Well, just... I felt really good and I had a really strong stride. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Justin, and he thought he he's, he thought I was gonna do go way past twenty four hours. And I think if my I think if I get everything with my proper training next year, yeah, I think I could I think I could go twenty four to thirty hours. Okay, I gotta tell you, I was amazed by the number of runners. Justin, Luke, several mm-hmm. others stopped by and actually had words of encouragement for Cohen. So that's that kind of yeah. positive stuff is what you look for. Because when you decided to call it quits, yeah. And 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 Jeff and I, we were not, we weren't like, okay, we I knew he was hurting. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We got cross country. This was just we had no idea what to expect Let's out of this. Let's be stupid here. Let's be smart about this. I was okay with the 35 miles is nothing to nothing to laugh at. How did it feel for you? Was it a relief? Were you disappointed? How did it feel to just finally pull the plug? I was disappointed that I wasn't able to finish on my own accord. Like I was a little disappointed that there was a 
like physical issue that's actually been going on for a while that caused me to not go as far as yeah. I really thought I could. But I mean, I just PR distance wise by like 27 miles. So I really wasn't disappointed in a that few. aspect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a few miles. <laughs> and that was like the longest, uh, when I posted on Strava, one of my teammates from UT Southern, shout out Zach, he goes, he goes, I thought you were riding a bike that whole time because you literally ran a work shift. <laughs> like you ran a nine to you ran a, you ran a nine to five. Right, right exactly. Yeah. Oh wow. What what an interesting day. What it was fun. It was fun to see it from the other side. What were what, what did what did uh, Justin Hamilton, who would go on to win and set a new course record, by the way, and, and Justin it lit, there's a back episode, Justin Hamilton, Finding Your Tribe. You can go to adventurejogger.com, find Justin's episode because he's got an incredible story. And Justin Justin Hamilton is a fantastic human being. Absolutely love Justin Hamilton. Yeah. What what did what did Justin have to say to you after you pulled the plug? Um, he told me he goes, because he, he, I sort of looked at him because uh, our tent was right next to his crew's tent because he was with Salty Bridges. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. He's like, hey, like, it's okay. Like, you're, you did amazing. Right. Like, we, nobody expected this. Like, we all sort of said we didn't, nobody really expected you to go as far as you did. Right. They're all worried about, who's the kid? Who's the kid? (laughs) The kid. I I do think there was this group that every time, only, every time I ran by, I got a lot of extra cheers from a swim trip. I'm like, they probably think I'm like 14 or 15. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know Luke came, Luke Boschwire came up to me and said, hey, before you guys go because you know you're hurting and you had to you've been eating a lot and you hadn't been able to deuce yet so you were yeah. you're waiting around for that to happen he goes hey before you guys leave let i want i want to talk to Stop by, yeah. what did what did luke have to say to you luke told me that it was uh fun to run with me and that he knew uh that he sort of knew the reason because i sort of told him why yeah. he sort of knew like i he was really proud of how I did and he sort of told me like how fun it was to run and he sort of said he hopes to see me again next year which he definitely will I will be back next year okay so that was sort of really cool because he's been had a really successful career Mm -hmm. and just have somebody like that sort of like talk to you it's that's that's a really cool experience yeah it was very cool then John Cox the race director the referee because you had Becca Jones and and uh, you know Becca was always was giving you a couple of the jokes here and there and razzing a little bit and John Cox as well when you when you finish the race when you're out when you time out or you tap out John Cox cuts your wristband off of your wrist and then puts it on the on the 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 line of quitters yeah Um, what was it Tell us about that, like going up to John Cox um, and, and calling it a day. So when I went up to him, first thing was he, because he was right next to Miss Becca, he goes, she goes, oh, like for real, like she, they didn't realize I didn't start. And I sort of told him, I was like, yeah, like my hip, I just don't know. And he was like, dude, don't make any excuses. Like that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. <laughs> like that was amazing. So that was really cool. Well, so so you got a really kind of a crash course with these really fantastic runners, and I, I can't speak highly enough about all the incredible runners out there that right. were very kind and very encouraging to you. No one was like, "Oh, get out of here, kid! You're stupid, kid!" You, so, yeah. so, did you did you got a taste of the ultra community? Yeah, up front. What were your impressions? Oh, it was ultra really community? fun. There was this one guy. I forgot his name. But I hope he's listening to this. He was an athletic director at Father Ryan. And I remember him because every time, most laps, he'd always go try to go out of his way to come over and talk to us at our tent or to like, we'd run together for laps. And that was always really cool. And yeah. I've, because in cross country, when you're running a race, 
my goal is I want to beat this guy next to me. But when you're ultra running, especially in a last man standing race like that, your goal is not, I want to smoke this guy. Your goal is like, I want to see how far we can go together. Right. Because that's why it's a last man standing. Because like with Justin Hamilton and Eric, if Eric quit, if Eric gave out earlier, Justin probably would have set the course record. Well, he wouldn't have because he always yeah. was one more lap and he's yeah. done, right? Yeah. So it's really cool because it's sort of like everybody's pushing each other because they all know I want to, if this guy is going to push me to be as great as I can be, and I'm going to push this guy to be as great as he can be because right. I can't be the best I can be without this guy being the best he can be. There's an old saying. It's if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. together. Yeah. And you, you you saw that, the reality of that old saying yeah. right in front of you. And with um with Luke, my favorite thing was going into mile six. He goes, hey, guys, would you guys be okay if I sort of pushed this one on my own for a little bit? I'm like, yeah. Dude just burst. I'm like, how, like, how much does this guy have left in? I'm like, what is he doing? He, you know what he was doing? He was testing the water for the proverbial poop loop. Right. He yeah. wants to see how fast yeah. he could get for Because, yeah. you know, it's interesting when you, when you finish. And if you finish in 17 minutes, you got three minutes to address anything you have you gotta to do. you got to bank that time. Right, you gotta, exactly. You so know. you saw people that were running faster laps when they had to use the bathroom. Poop loop. They, 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 that's what they actually call it. They call it, they call it the poop loop. Um, what did you learn about yourself? I learned that I could push myself a lot farther than what I originally thought. And I learned that with through running like that race i learned that my pace i can push my body a little further than i originally thought and i can do more stuff like i have never ran for 10 hours probably never done one single thing for close to 10 hours besides I video think, games and watch tv well i don't really play the video games that long it's a sport a day yeah <laughs> well with my with my adhd i get really distracted really easily so yeah. for me it's sort of like i've never had the concentration to be able to do something in one step for that long and just to sort of see that i can set my mind to something like that and do something for that period of time that was really you Sometimes. don't have much time to rest your mind on an on ultra. Yeah. You really don't because you're paying attention to the trail all the time and talking to someone and yeah. all kinds of good. And one know? thing it sort of helped me with is there's this the soccer coach. Mm-hmm. He tells me, he goes, well, now during all your workouts next year, the coach will be like, all right, five miles. And you're lecturing, like, only five miles? Right, it changes. You're sort of, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So you had a great time. Yeah. Um, you are going to go back next year. I will go back next year. So when I, I'll get with Becca and John and say, okay, when sign up so we can make sure that you get in yeah. for next year? Because I have a feeling that if you like, if you don't get in, some friends are going to miss you because you've got some new friends yeah. on the trail. Is there anything from your experience at Midstate Mile that you will take with you in your approach to running college cross country as a freshman this year? Yeah, um, one thing is like more in the sort of practice and just race aspect is always like pushing people forward and sort of like more encouraging people. Because one thing I've always thought of running because I started at a younger age is like, if I find running more enjoyable when there's somebody next to me and having people run next to you and now with college, there's probably going to be more people my pace on my team. There's definitely more people my pace on my team. So it's really going to give me a way to 
like sort of run with more people and sort of like it sort of taught me that you have to push people to be their best in order for you to be pushed to be your best good stuff do you remember your first trail race when you were what seven years old yes do you remember when we had to buy you the smallest size women's Brooks Cascadias <laughs> in non-girl colors because they did not make trail shoes your size. Yeah, and what's funny about that is I ran my first ever trail race in Brooks Cascadias and I ran my first ever ultra in Brooks Cascadias. This, these were men's sizes. You finally yeah, these were into the men's. men's. These yeah. are real men's sizes. Into the, into the, yeah. into the man's sizes. Real men of but he, genius. Yeah. But he did wear his cross-country shorts the entire time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love, those were, uh, I always liked running in Gotta those. Gotta stay cool. Yeah. yeah. You stay cool and you sort of feel lighter. And so, it's sort of like you don't feel as heavy. All right. So, we were live out there. The expectation was to spend most of our time recording. We did get a, a lot of, uh, yep. we, we did talk to Becca and John. Um, we also talked to the first woman who dropped. We got some other interviews. So we are now going to play that audio for you. This is this is the live from Stafford's camper yep. portion right now on the Adventure Jogger. Cohen, that was a, that was a lot of fun uh, to see you go that far. And I know Jeff and I were just beaming uh, later on in that race. We were like, oh, we're going to expect we're going to expect <laughs> at least double that next year. Yeah, because yeah. we, we did tell him that. Yep. I told you if you made it to the evening, you'd get a hundred dollars. Yeah, and I was and four and miles short, it. and I was so mad. I was like, dang, <laughs> oh, four short. miles off of two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. So now we'll play for you. Take a listen. This is the live uh, portion of this episode. Welcome everybody to the Adventure Jogger. We are live. Stafford's camper, the Mid State Mile. The, the two brains behind the Mid-State Mile in the camper, two brains? Becca Jones, John Cox, welcome to Stafford's Camper. Step on up to the microphone. Yeah. How are you guys? We're good. To clarify, it's one brain and one mouth. <laughs> well, well she's the brains. You're just the looks. Obviously. You're, the, yeah, yeah. The, you're just here for your looks, John. Thank you. That's all it is. I've got a face for radio. Um, so Stafford's Camper, a new goal is he has a rule that no one can, can crap in the camper. So no one's done it yet. So the goal is to be the first person to, to crap oh, in Stafford's camper. You know? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so if you can make that happen this weekend, feel free. That's what he's got the Corona extra five-gallon bucket for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's talk Mid-State Mile. Uh, Becca, this is, your, this is your parents' house, right? Yes. This is my parents' house. It's also where I grew up. And it's where my dad grew up. So the neighbors are actually his cousins. This is oh, like wow. there's this is the old stomping grounds. Yeah, oh yeah. And so you grew up at this house. You grew up mm -hmm. on this property. Mm -hmm. Were these trails always a part of your life, or are these trails a relative new addition to the property? So they were cut in probably when I was about in middle school. They logged it. So that's mostly what the trail is, okay. is an old logging road. So it's been here for... 25, 30 years. When when did the idea pop up to try and do uh, a, a race at, out here? Uh, what, like three years ago during COVID? Yeah, three years ago. You had always wanted to bring people out and I have had. people run yeah. um, this, this property, those trails, the yeah. logging roads you grew up running. You had talked about getting people out, and three years ago we had an opportunity to get people out and actually run because the local parks were a bit full. Mm -hmm. Of yeah. 
new trail newbiests. Yeah. So, I mean, and I trained out here for cross country and track and stuff. My mom used to make me run up and down the hills. So yeah. when cross country rolled around, I was like, these aren't hills. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> but uh, to me, that was, I didn't realize at the time that people ran trails and what I was doing was trail running. Right. You thought it was cross country training. Yeah, yeah. That, w- that was it. But I was Little like, <laughs> I know, but I was always like, man, this is trip. Like, this is what we should do. We should be in woods like this. This would be cool. <laughs> Becca thought she invented the sport of trail running. <laughs> she did. Yeah. In her own mind. This <laughs> Boy, it'd be great if people did this. Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> I was not aware. <laughs> so, you got into ultra running. And we've had you on before. You were on mm-hmm. one of our crew episodes. But one thing I've noticed about, about you, Becca, is... The last year, you have just catapulted from the middle back of the pack to the front of the pack. Is is this property something that has helped you go from middle back to, to front? Because, I mean, what you did at Cruel Jewel, not this past year, but the year before, that was, I mean, that was incredible. Because you had you had to fail a whole lot to get to that point, and I mean you you paid your dues. (laughs) Yeah, was it was the change in in Becca Jones? Was it was it forged out here? Um, a lot for the mountain stuff, but a lot of it was just a mental shift. Um, you know, I did a lot just to have fun, and it still is fun. But I guess I never really tried to be competitive at Mm -hmm. it, or or be hard at it or try hard things. I don't know. John talked to me one day and was like, you know, when are you going to start dicking around? Like, <laughs> you can actually fucking run if you decide you, you want to. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, um... <laughs> they say romance is dead. John's yeah. like, when are you going to stop dicking around? We, you know, we had a very honest conversation and I said, I will come out and crew you wherever you want to finish. If you want to take all day or two days to run cruel jewel and you want to come in last like i'll i'm here for you i'll do it you don't have to do that you have the potential to finish where you want to finish in your heart you your mind just hasn't gotten there yet so whenever you're ready we can do that instead so between that and being able to train out here it was okay this is the million dollar question though are you just an asshole, John? Or did you see something in her that was just, that you thought maybe there was potential that was untapped? Stafford or you can't like be both. answer this question. <laughs> I going to answer that, you know, but I'll, I'll let John go. I, I saw something that, that she hadn't recognized yet. I saw that she had the potential to podium Cruel Jewel and do what she wanted to do. I saw that she had it. And you're kind of, and you're still kind of an asshole, but there was something in there too, right? I, I'm, I'm abrupt. <laughs> Earnest. Genuine. Let's not dick around here. There's a lot of words we could use other than just, no, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely saw a spark in Becca and I mean, how could you not? And I saw a spark in, in what she can do on a trail and what she brings to the sport. So I, I wanted to help push her in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, Becca, before we get into the Mid-State Mile and the course, which which we just got to preview, Jeff and I were like, we're going to walk nice and easy just to give my son a preview of the course. I want to break, uh, a, sweat. Gonna break a sweat. And we broke a sweat. Yeah. Yeah, we broke a sweat. But I, I want to talk first about podiuming at Cruel Jewel. Not this past year, but the year before. Um, I remember you DNFing 
a lot of races. Oh, yeah. You know, when you there was were... a streak. Were, yeah, there oh, was yeah. a streak, and you're putting those things together. And to see how quickly you were moving and how confidently you were moving and how fast you were moving <laughs> that entire race, for you, what was it like... Because let's be honest, Cruel Jewel is not a cupcake race. This is a brutal, brutal 100-mile race. What was it like for you to roll in to the finish line being, you know, you're going to podium finish? Um, I wish I had something like extravagant to say, but I knew I was going to. There was never a doubt in my mind. When I went to check in, I saw second place, and I looked at that award, and I go, you're coming home with me. Wow. Like that was, I had it in my head that I would show up and fight and run whatever I had to run to go yeah. home with a podium spot. There was never a doubt. Because you didn't want to drive home with John saying, oh, come on. <laughs> there, yeah. was, there was a moment at Skeena yeah. Gap, the last crew spot on yeah. the way in, yeah. and she got there at about noon, which was the goal, was to yeah. get there at noon. Mm-hmm. And she's asking me for her headlamp. And I was like, you don't, you don't need a headlamp. And if you need a headlamp, you're going to have to figure this out in the dark. Yeah. Like, you got to go. Yeah. I was not aware of the time because I had in my head. I wanted sub 30. And if I had not realized how fast I was moving, I would not have let up. And I yeah. did let up. I phoned it. I knew I had second. I had put two hours between me and the girl. I'm still really pissed at myself for that, if I'm being honest. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But I was not aware of all of that when I came in. I was just, I didn't even have the miles on my watch. I ran strictly by Mm -hmm. heart rate the entire time. And I had visualized so much and all of it. It was like I had lived it a thousand times. It was just, I never had to think about anything. It just all clicked. It was one of those beautiful, perfect days where you're like, oh, please let this be the day. It was the day. Yeah. So I was really excited about that. But yeah, when I came into Skeena and saw them and then I realized it, and I was like happy to, I was like, I'm here before noon. <laughs> this is happening. I'm getting my perfect day. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's enough. Go, go. Get, get, get. Yeah, I was like. Cry and run. I, I did that for like the climb up Rhodes Mountain, like out yeah. of there. I was like, ball. I was telling Harden, I was like, I'm sorry. I'll stop crying in a minute. I'm just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and the great thing about having, let's be honest, the great thing about having John Harden be your pacer, and he, and he was your pacer for a good chunk yeah, of Cruel of Jewel. The, yeah, the whole second half. Yeah. yeah, the whole second half. The good thing about having John Harden as a pacer is you can have a bad day. You can be sweaty. You can be a mess. You can have mud all over you. You could have thrown up. But no one's looking at you. They're just looking at Harden, Harden <laughs> this the entire is time. Like, he's the best pacer in the world. Be like, you looked great the entire time. Actually, I looked like shit, but you had no idea because you were staring at Harden. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the finish line cover made made the cover of GQ. John Harden in the back line. Becca's finish line picture. It was on Men's Health. <laughs> just John in the background. <laughs> Little... Little did Becca know she'd be on the cover of Men's Health behind John Arden. You can see Becca's quad right there in that picture. So let's talk Mid-State Mile. This course is, it's over a mile. It's 1.1 miles. And how many, Jeff is Jeff is, is, is calling out your claim. He's, he got 1.2 yeah, on his everybody's watch. Everybody's watch is going to read differently. Everybody's. I mean, you, you got to pick a number. Yeah. One 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 point one five whatever. So so anyway, it's one point one miles. And how many feet of vertical gain in that mile? Three hundred and forty. Three hundred and forty <laughs> feet 
a vertical gain in one mile. There are no switchbacks. No. <laughs> Whenever they had decided to log this Just property like those yeah. years ago, they were like, well, I guess we could go. Nah, straight we're going to go straight, straight up. Straight down, and and the, this is a cool format because it's a last person standing. You get twenty minutes to finish your lap, mm-hmm. and then the lap starts again on every, every twenty minutes. Um, what a cool concept! And you would think it's something that could go on forever, but man, what's the what's the farthest someone's gone so far time wise? Thirty eight hours. Yeah, which it sounds like easy. Run a mile. Run tw- a twenty minute mile. And it just, it starts to tear people up. What is the earliest someone's bailed? First. The first lap? Yeah. We had, last year, we had somebody that didn't make the first cutoff. Yeah. Wow. But it was an amazing story. She had had surgery and yeah. had to, like, learn to walk again. Like, she hadn't, it was a whole thing. Gotcha. And that's okay. what she had looked forward to for, like, the whole year. Okay, gotcha. But she was able to... Just go out and do it. Yep, she was able to do one lap. I remember, do you remember when we set up that trail race at Rotary Park in Clarksville? Which is, it was only like a three-mile trail run. And we get, we're trying to get a lot of when road runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up, you had to chase him with a tire. But a woman ran up the first hill, which wasn't that big. Nothing compared to what you have out here, and says, "I'm done. Mm. I've road That's raced, it. and I, this is the stupidest thing ever." Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it gets that way. You guys have had a documentary as well, mm. um, filmed from last year's mm-hmm. Mid State Mile. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 neat. We actually had one film the first year we put the race on called yeah. The Englishman. And so like that's like a like oh, you want to do a documentary? That, that's really cool. And then to have one come back and do it again in year 2 and we watched the film tonight. It's absolutely amazing. Um we don't know why people are filming documentaries here. Um but it's it's a huge honor and it's it's humbling. Yeah, well, we actually had them filming two last year. The other one's not finished either, yeah. so... Or this one just got finished, I guess. Yeah, this one's still finishing production. Okay. And then I think somebody's going to film tomorrow, too. So... There's a YouTuber here, isn't there? Like a YouTube runner? Probably. Okay. Noah Pines, they're big YouTubers. He's crewing. Okay, gotcha, yeah, he's gotcha. Crewing. Is he the one that came out last year and ran and tried to keep up with Chad for the first couple miles? No, Noah hadn't been out here yet. Okay, okay. I heard of a story about a YouTuber coming out and trying to keep up with Chad. And, and <laughs> I haven't mistakes, heard that one yet. Mistakes that you learn uh, trying to do that. So what can we expect? What are you expecting uh, this weekend at the Mid-State Mile? It's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a humid one. It's going to be humid. Uh, we get a break in the weather where it's been 100 all week, so now it'll be down to 85. Right. The nighttime's supposed to get down in the 60s, so that'll be good. It will get humid. It stays pretty cool back underneath those trees on the trail, but... We're expecting a long weekend. We've got some guys that can really push that 40-hour-plus mark. So you're thinking, you, you might have to, John, you're calling in sick to work on Monday, basically. Oh, this is what I do. Yeah. This is your good. You don't have to call in. Yeah, no, to I don't have to call anybody. in anywhere. This is <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. No, not an issue. How far do you think someone could go on this course? Um, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I think the absolute max you could really get is close to 50 hours. Yeah. Like, just with looking at other backyards. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at the math of other backyards and the amount of hours they Mm -hmm. go, and ours being that much harder. Just so steep. Yeah. Like, so doing the math, I think 
50 is probably a, about where you draw the line. It gives you some sleep here and there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> maybe 55. I guess maybe 55. Okay. Do you think we see that this weekend? I don't know if it'll be this weekend, but okay. I think we could push 40 this weekend. Okay. I know you have some other races that you do out here as well, um, and there's there's timed events where people can just because this one is a you got to be back by twenty. We start the mile every twenty minutes. You get in at eighteen minutes. You got two minutes to do whatever you got to do, and then get back in the starting corral. You do somewhere where there's timed ones as well. You just go and run as many laps as you want. Are there any other ideas to to use this space because it is such a unique course? <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, we do have one more idea. Uh, we're working on building a two-mile loop and hosting a 200-miler out here. A hundred loops on the two miles. Yeah. (laughs) The the miserable mile? Could you call it that? It's the manslaughter (laughs) mile. (laughs) (laughs) It's got switchbacks in it. It does have switchbacks. Oh, come on! Oh, now yeah. people are going to say that John and Becca are getting soft. Well, we put the switchbacks in there. We have to get to two miles from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It has just as much gain. Right. It does. It, it's really funny. There was a day, uh, me and a couple other people, we were trying like different routes and coming up with right. things and going through some of the spots. And we still kept getting the same elevation gain. Really? It, like it, it, it just didn't matter how you broke it down. Go from uh, the hills are the same height. It doesn't matter. But, you know, we have like another little section that's about a half mile and it's half mile like from the crossroads all the way to the top. And that's like 250 feet of elevation gain. Yeah. But it winds up the hill yeah. in a way that it doesn't feel like it. You can run up the entire thing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'd love to see that. Like people can run up the entire thing. Not not you, John. No, <laughs> not everyone. Some some people. people. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. You know what I love about this? It's such an old school feel. You are camping in Becca's parents' backyard. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it is it is if this is beautiful. Backroads, Tennessee. Mm. You know, just outside of Nashville, but I mean, it's it's not Nashville. I mean, it's Keith Urban's not walking down the street no. going like, "Hi guys, you guys want a little lighter?" <laughs> you know, I mean, this is this is Backroads, Tennessee. This is beautiful, rolling Tennessee hills in someone's backyard. It doesn't get any more like old school than this. It's a pretty yeah. nice feel. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, we wanted to put on a backyard race, and this, and you have to remind people like somebody lives here. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't shit in the flower pot. People live here. You Please. can't just drive through the yard and knock on the door. Don't use like, Corona bucket. I mean, <laughs> but no, it's it it really feels old school and um, it's got a good homey vibe and it's it's a reunion as much as it is a re- a race. Yeah, it's awesome to see the the field filled with cars and people camping and. Yeah, was usually, I mean, it takes a while. You think something like this, you get like five people doing it the first year. But, I mean, you've got, it's capacity mm. this year. You can't squeeze any more people in your yeah. folks' yard. <laughs> people don't realize how uh, how difficult this race really is until, until you've done it at least once, the timed or the non-timed yeah. event, either one. But just to give you an idea, Ryan and I and his son, we went out and walked it. And the course is 1.1-ish mile. I didn't check the elevation game, but it we walked the whole thing, literally walked it 24 minutes. Mm. So you're like, okay, you just have to run a little bit to 
to get. Yeah, it sounds easy. Yeah, it briefs. Right. It briefs well, but <laughs> it briefs well. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah, these guys need to put that. This this phrase briefs well, which you'll learn real quick. The briefs don't mean shit. It's it's no. really easy on paper. Yeah, right. And I did yeah. measure it. I got a, a yardage wheel and, and walked sure the whole course off. It is exactly one point one mile. Fantastic. I'm excited. We're going to be here. My, my son's running tomorrow. Uh, he is he is the only person in the eight in the under uh, under 20 bracket. Yeah. He's 18. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to. You you may have to whoop him in shape because he listens to you a hell of a lot better than he listens to me. I told him he's, he's going to hate us both by the <laughs> I told him so you can't be the first person out. You can't. Nope. Not allowed. Might, not might allowed. Not and I said you can't quit. You got to get timed out. So yeah. we'll they, see. Expect people to go out early and often. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. We'll be actually be. This is the night before. We're hanging out in the camper. John's going to go uh, distract you uh, real quick and then take a crap in your camper to be the first one to do it. <laughs> or the Corona bucket. <laughs> I keep waiting for that. Like, Who's oh, going to be the answer to the trivia question? Who's the first person to crap in Stafford's camper? That's important, but we're excited to be here. Um, tomorrow morning, well, we're recording this the night before, but tomorrow morning we'll get some people at starting line and get some people as they start timing out. And thanks for having us out here. It's really awesome to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're excited. Starting line of the Mid-State Mile, Justin Hamilton is here. Hey, Justin. What's up, Ryan? How are you? So great to see you. Dude, it's good to hear your voice and see your face at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, what, are you, what are the plans for today? Um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start out looking at like two loop intervals and uh, yeah. running with my naked belt that I've been training with with yeah. a soft flask and a couple of goo and yeah. uh, I'm just gonna run until I can't run anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those things that I, I walked the loop yesterday last night and uh, it's steep. It is steep. It's doable though, man. If you can keep your body together and and you know the joints and be controlled on the downs and get the nutrition in, that's what they say. That's the name of the game. What is like? Because you get you get twenty minutes to complete the one point one miles with three hundred and some odd feet of gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I walked it yesterday with a little bit of shuffling in between yeah. in about eighteen minutes. Um, like I said, shuffling on the flats, but yeah. you know it's a different different game slowing down, especially for right. the. For the fast guys, because you're you're closing in your gate and you're just switching up how you run all the time. So what is the like? Do you have a time goal for each lap? Like I want to get in in 17 minutes. About 18 minutes. Okay. About 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Okay. So my son is running his first ever ultra trail. I saw his name on ultra sign up. Yeah. (laughs) Don't burn him down. Oh no. Oh, he's got. Yeah. No. I won't. So you got to stay by Mr. Justin here because he's he's got he's doing the smart thing. He's doing 18 minute loops and you come in and just kind of start easy and just yeah and just assess the situation you know i mean i don't know i'm pretty confident you know that about 12 24 hours is going to be the real systems check all right where are we at how's this been working and uh we'll take it from there man and get it done it's gonna be a lot of fun today it's gonna be a ton of fun that's the thing about mid-state and that these backyard ultras is it's a huge party it's a it really party. is. <laughs> yes. it's a t- everyone else is tailgating. <laughs> You're right. It's true. We actually uh, commandeered the ultra tent. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell everybody what you're standing in? None of us are wearing ultras, but that's okay. <laughs> I, that's okay. I don't feel that guilty. Well, best of luck, Justin. Thanks, Ryan. Um, good, good luck, and just keep crushing those laps. And and uh, Cohen, stay with Justin. He's he's got a smart plan. Yeah, you got to motivate me, bro. <laughs> stay in it. <laughs> you get the real scoop on what, I, <laughs> yeah. what I'm like. Just, you keep, oh you know. yeah, how's he like at home? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Talk to my boy, uncensored. Great to see you, Justin. All right, as always. good to talk. To you brother about commandeering the ultra tent 
Dustin, who I've known, how long, we've known each other for what, 10 years? Probably somewhere around there, yeah. I still don't know your last name, Dustin. What the hell's your last name? Uh, last name is Feldman. Don't go with Dustin Feldman, that's right. You well, used to work at the Runner's Hub in Clarksville. I did. And then it became Fleet Feet Clarksville, and now you're the, the Nashville regional rep for, for Ultra, right? That is true, yes. So, what is it like being a shoe rep at one of these crazy things? That's uh, pretty good. Uh, the the excitement out here, the environment, the atmosphere is always fun to kind of, you know, come out and, and help out and support the race as much as we can. Uh, we came out for Tennessee Mile, and that was a good event, and John and Beck invited us back out to come to this one and, and really see the, the more competitive side of the race. So yeah. we're excited to be here and excited to watch the race happen. Do you have a quota of how many shoes you have to sell so you don't get... You don't get uh, the, the ultra the big ups at VF pissed at you? No, no no quota for shoes to sell, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Uh, just here with the, we've got the new Temp 4 um, yeah. out for people to test out if they want to test it out for a couple laps or two. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about the goal for the day is just to get some shoes on feet. Are, are you a little pissed that, oh, okay. that no, no one that has commandeered your tent for this race is wearing ultras? No. No, it's, it's a community and we're, we're here for everybody. And, you know, even if you don't have on ultras in the ultra tent, that's that's okay. They're a good-looking shoe, though. I mean, yeah. they've gotten quite a bit better looking. I mean, they have. It, it looks like the temp is kind of ultra's answer to the speed goat a little bit it's got a more rugged undersole a little grippier yeah it's a, a little bit more technical this year uh they've beefed it up a little bit added some cushion to it uh still pretty light got some good drainage but it's it's an all-around tough rugged you know high cushion trail shoe yeah i think it's the first trail shoe i've seen with a dr with drainage holes in them built into the midsole yeah i think we've done it before in the past with like a, a shoe we used to make in the in the beginnings of yeah. ultra but that was more geared for triathlon, so it's, it's yeah. good to see that kind of move into a trail shoe. Was it your idea? Were you like, hey, dude, we need a drain hole in these shoes? I cannot take credit. <laughs> well, thank you for letting us set up in your tent. This is going to be a lot of fun today. Yeah, you're welcome. we see some suffering. Yeah, we will see some <laughs> suffering indeed. We will we will likely see a drop after one lap. We get uh, <laughs> we get a front row seat to the suffering right the here. A front row seat, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Bolschweiler. What's up, man? I, uh, things are good, I guess. Okay, yeah. here's the question everybody wants to know. Okay. As we approach Mid-State Mile, we've got uh, 23, 20 minutes and 30 seconds before uh -huh. we start. Did you train for this year's race? Not, not as much as I wanted to. <laughs> uh, I mean, just being honest. Um, here's the thing. No one's going to hear this until after the race is over. Okay. So you don't have to, like, well, worry, you know. So here, here's a couple of key differences from my last year. Yeah. My last year, I did a race three weeks before it. Yeah. And I ran pretty hard, and it took me some recovery time. Yeah. And I was also doing some other stuff that didn't let me run. So last year, I didn't run for three weeks. Yeah. Um, whether that was good or bad, it's hard to say. Right. This year, I didn't do that race, but I was dealing with a little bit of an Achilles issue. Yeah. And so even though I felt like uh, I was still focusing on this race, yeah. um, my training wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Right. But I think... Uh, this race for me, in general, at least last year, was all about 
heat management, sleep okay. management, yeah. not so much the course. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes this year. What is the goal? Because I've been talking to people this morning. You, you got 20 minutes to complete 1.1 miles. Yeah. And there's 300 and some odd feet of yeah. gain each, yeah. each, each lap. What is your goal pace starting as you as you head out and get those first couple of loops in? For me, I I think it worked well for me last year to do re- relatively faster laps. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to try that strategy again because it gives me plenty of time to sit down, get my heart rate fully back down. Um, so I'm going to be shooting for maybe um, sub 17 minute laps okay. each okay. time. Okay. Maybe maybe 16 to 17. Do you want to record two different interviews and then if you win, I could put one in, and if you, <laughs> you don't go. do well, I could put there another one in. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah, that that was my strategy. I I, uh, I, I I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, but you know, the strategy changes every hour, every lap. Like, so, well, that, that's not going to work. Yeah, that, that's not working right now. No. no. This year is going to be different also because our evening is going to actually be cool. Yeah, so I saw like 58 degrees for the evening. Last year, it got down to maybe 78. Yeah. Like, it wasn't wasn't much hotter in the daytime, but in the nighttime, it never cooled off last right, year. Right, and that's hard when you can't. I mean, if you can get to the evening, yeah. you can really, once that humidity yeah. and, and, and temperature kind of clears out, you'll be flying. Yeah. You'll feel great. And if we can get into Monday... It's going to be awesome. Oh, Lord. Oh, because Monday's supposed to be like nearly 100 degrees. Yeah, like 98. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're hoping. You're hoping everybody's done by, by Sunday afternoon. I, I want to go through Sunday night. I want. Okay. I really would love it that if we get to Monday morning. Okay. But, 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 but Monday morning, that's as far. Well, as no, far no. I mean, go. no. If we make it to the morning, we got to make it to the evening. Oh, Jesus. You heard it here, folks. Luke wants to run in 100 miles and 100 degrees of humidity. So, anyway, Luke, we're going to wrap things up. Here Thanks, man. Ready. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Okay, we're st- uh, starting line here at Mid-State Mile. Got about 25 minutes till the gun goes off. Middle Tennessee runner Jeremy Kading is here with us. Uh, Jeremy, I talked to Justin Hamilton. Um, he's he's looking at like 18-minute le- miles. He wants to, or 18-minute laps is what he wants to do. What's your plan coming in here? <laughs> I don't really have one. You don't have a plan? <laughs> You're going completely run some, on real, this. run some really slow and run some faster. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got stuff to do, you run it faster. This I'm is... to slow myself down. Because, yeah, you do move kind of fast. That's the hardest part. Yeah, you got to slow down. Maybe start in the back. I'm going to see how slow I can do my first lap. Because what would be the... Like, like if you can do... Because if you did it like 19 minutes, that's like perfect, right? Here's, here's the problem with starting in the back. Yeah. If you have a competitive bone in your body, and he does. you're going to want to pass people. Yeah. Stand it. Yes, <laughs> I cannot stand it. <laughs> is it. Is it hard for you to be like, because everybody really is in first Everybody's place. amped up in the right. beginning. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's like trying to pull those horses back. You know? want us to yell at you to slow down. Is that, was that the kind of, <laughs> yeah. slow down, Jeremy. Come on. Yeah. As opposed to John's run faster. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> so this is my, my son's first yeah. trail race yep. since he's been like 10. He ran one when he was 10 and he's going to do this one. Um, I told him to stay by Justin because Justin's plan about 18 miles sounds mm-hmm. about yeah. reasonable. Where, how many miles in do you think we're going to see the first person drop? Mm. Jeff, you're, how, five. Five miles first person's going to drop? What do you say? Gosh. This is going to be an eye I'm going to go about folks. seven. I'm, you got about two hours so that'd be six. So you're going to go two hours? Well, I'm going to say seven. Seven? Seven? Five. Five? five. Okay. All right. You guys don't have a whole lot of faith in people here. You can go six. You can go right in the middle. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go six. Price is right rules without going over. But uh, is, I mean, if you're if you're looking pretty, you know, it's a day and a half in. Are you, are you shooting for the dub? Is this? 
Is this the Jeremy Cading? You know, well, the I don't what know do what you, you would call it—the competitive or arrogance yeah. or whatever—in me, I'm. That's that's always the first. <laughs> it's always the first. Well, goal. I don't know if you have plans on Monday. Like you have to go to work yeah, or something. Well, like, ah, middle of Sunday, I got to get back to work. I got to go, guys. Right, that's right. Like, no, I'll just go into work looking like crap. And <laughs> maybe they'll send me home. <laughs> you know, like an idiot. Get out of here. What are you go doing? Home. It's always always good to see you, Jeremy. Good always to see good. you too. Best of luck. Thank you. Um, you know, be nice to my. Actually, you, you should probably burn the sun down. Just teach him a little lessons. <laughs> you know, like, like, welcome to I'll ask him if you want to race. <laughs> Let's do that. Well, right on that one, one lap, one fourteen-minute lap. Come on. <laughs> All right. Good to see you. Thank you. So, Jeff, they just left first lap mid-state mile. Yes, they did. And this is a little different for us because neither one of us are running the thing. <laughs> I already said I wish I was running. It, but, <laughs> like, damn it! But but we're we're crewing, crewing my son, your surrogate grandson. Yeah, it's it's different. It is. Because yeah. it's like you got to fuss and fawn over this kid, but you don't want to fuss and fawn over him too much. Get your ass out there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there going to be, there's going to be some tough love. Yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, I think you need to be the tough love guy. I can do that. Because he, I, I think, you know, he, I can, he lives with me. He sees you, you every day. Shut up, Dad. Right, exactly. Exactly. You're, you don't know what you're talking about. Right, you're Mr. Jeff. Right. You know? I'll, I'll get him going. Yeah, I'm hoping that at some point I can record one of those motivational speeches that you give him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> listen, kid, <laughs> don't embarrass us. <laughs> like, like four score and right, seven years right. ago. No, not that one. Yeah. You're repping the podcast, kid. Don't embarrass us. That's right. Yeah. But uh, no, I think if he if he just runs smart, he's going to be That's the while. thing. I mean, Cohen's, yeah. he's track cross country. He's never this done this type of event. Uh-huh. And uh, his tendency, I already know, is going to be to run too hard, too fast, too early. You do know. And that, this is... Like, like me. Right, exactly. Yeah. You do know if he does get further along in the day and he gets you know lap 31 right that'll be a big moment for us well i I, I think i heard you say last night there's money involved here i said if he if he gets to the night yeah he gets to if if he's still running when the sun goes down i'll give him 100 bucks oh i might have to you can double up on that maybe i'll double down on that so you'll give him 100 bucks i'll give him 100 bucks okay all right i mean that That'd be incentive for me as a as a kid. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm doing it. Student, yeah, right, exactly. I'm doing it. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll die trying. Yeah, we got. Uh, we'll start seeing people here probably in a couple minutes. On oh their my god, we're yeah. here. We are. Eleven minutes into it. Uh huh. I think time. the leaders are going to be in there about 14, 15 minutes. Yeah, the, the idiots. Total. Moving too fast. Because everyone's uh, a leader. As long as you make it back in time, you're you're in first place. Everyone's in first place. Exactly. All day and all, all day night long. long until you decide to drop. Mm hmm. All right, we're at the Mid-State Mile. The first dropper. The first person drop out. E, drop, drop E. e the first I didn't think e. I'd get an interview for the first <laughs> drop E, but I'll take it. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, where are you from? Oh, Noreen, Tennessee. Okay, so mm-hmm. first person out. What, yes. what happened? Two laps in, what happened? I said it was an underestimation of the hill, overestimation of fitness. <laughs> and I will, to my own effect, I have an eight-month-old baby. Right? Oh, okay. So, well, so this is my comeback race. Yeah, 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 yeah. So were you at some point on lap two going like, this ain't going to happen? or, or... No, I, I hauled butt down the hill. I said, if I make it in with one second, I'm going to go another go one. <laughs> I, there was no giving up, for okay. sure. So I think you can use that had a baby excuse. I mean, that takes a long time to get back. It's in, not right? an excuse, well, but no, 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 when but you're cut yeah. open with right, organs, yeah. take out, yes. shove back in, yes. and less than a year later. Yeah, I would, hey, that all I the would time. say that. Yes. I, These dudes out here can't say that, right? They can't. <laughs> Nobody out here can say I've had my organs ripped out. Exactly. And a child 
brought forth from yes. my and stomach. And then sewn back up. Sewn back up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's probably not what you wanted to yeah. do today. Yeah. Yeah. Or did you set out to be the first? Yeah. No. No, I did not set out. No. I was telling them I ran the Tennessee Mile in December of 2020, yeah. Yeah. and I came out here and did 18 laps. Yeah. So to do two is. <laughs> It's, you know, I, I told my husband, I said, I'm just going to be Forrest Gump. I ran, and when I got tired, I yeah. stopped. There you go. Um, you don't have to give your last name if you don't want to. That way you're anonymous, and you can come back next year. And oh, it's race. Williams. Okay. It's on Ultra Sign Up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry things didn't turn out exactly how you wanted. but It's all good. It's all good. Yes. It's all good. Are you stick around for a while and cheer some people yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this was a vacation for me. Someone's watching my kids. I'll, I'll wander around in that. the woods for as long as you want. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it exactly well thanks for coming on it's thank you thank you y'all too all right venture jogger podcast mid-state mile lorenzo what's your last name norris lorenzo you just timed out and four hours in four hours oh that was four hours yeah i think so four hours i didn't even know that was like two hours <laughs> oh man this is awesome <laughs> so tell us about your kind of running story how'd you find out about the mid-state mile mr um i found out about it how did i find out about it i have no idea um John Harwood. John. Oh, okay. John, John Harmon, yeah. 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 Harmon. Harden. Yeah. Harden, yeah. 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 He's a bad influence on a lot of people. <laughs> and he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I think I ran his Natchez um, Trace Marathon um, event, and then um, I talked to him about it, and, and he told me to come out here to the December Tennessee Mile, yep. and, and, and then the rest is history. So tell me about today. What were your plans, and, and what ended up happening out there? Man that first hill is no joke <laughs> yeah. i've never had my ham um, i mean my quads just locked up on me and that's what happened on the last lap yep. but i was like i might as well just try to finish it but you know it was amazing i don't think people really get the severeness of a mile i think it's like 1.1 miles yes. in 20 minutes that sounds ridiculous and easy mm -hmm. um but really it is it's quite a feat it is um that first hill is really steep um the it's second like one is 50 feet and two tenths of a mile. Yeah, it is. But like that first hill would get you. Um, I recommend if anyone want to try this, you better train your quads and you better do some hiking because if you're not hiking, it's not going to happen. So you coming back next year? Definitely. All right. Definitely. Day day one for training um, starts Monday for me, so I got to come back and do better than what I did. So I did four hours this year. I'm gonna try to do at least twelve next year. All right. So. Good stuff. Good stuff, Lorenzo. Congratulations, man. Thanks for coming on the Adventure Jogger. People can't see. People can't hear us shaking hands. What we just did. Good to see you. <laughs> we did, man. Thank y'all so much for everything. Don't worry. I love the atmosphere. All right, just hanging out. Mid-state mile. Had a dropper. What's your name? Mike Robertson. Mike. How was it out there today? Uh, it was pretty brutal. The hill is extreme. And you made what, like seven hours, right? Yeah, I was in my, I think the 21st lap or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah something it, like that. It all kind of blends together after a while, doesn't it? It does, totally, totally. <laughs> just like any other backyard, you don't know like where, but this one is much different just because it's so, it's so quick, right? And then yeah. your time back is so quick. Like I almost timed out the lap before and yeah. just couldn't even go get my stuff. So right. I knew. All you know is it's either daylight or it's not. Daylight. I knew I was in some right. some trouble, so it's all good. So tell us about you. Where are you from? Uh, Southern Illinois. Oh, okay, so yeah. where about Southern uh, Illinois? By Carbondale, Marion. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Part of the River to River Runners. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the River to River Runners. Oh, great club. Uh, we put on all kinds of good races. So and then we. Camp on a song, then I'm assuming. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Shawnee Hills yep. and Tunnel Hill, all that good yep. stuff. We we always are in, we don't do those races, but we're involved. So, yeah, nice. yeah, it's all good. 
So what was your goal today coming in? Well, it was... I didn't have too many expectations today. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't run over six miles in three months. Yeah. So it was just kind of like... Whatever it was for this day, whatever my limit was, is what my limit is. You get so, 20 miles in, you're, it's all good, good, right? If it's 15, 30, whatever. Had now, no idea. How, how does the heat compare to, you, you know, you're in, in southern Illinois. Yeah, it's about the same. About the same. It's so you, pretty brutal. Okay, yeah. yeah. High humidity, awful summer. <laughs> We've had heat indexes of like Why? 110. Why do people enjoy running in the summer again? Yeah, no, no. It should only be, it should only no, be a no. fall and winter sport. It. Some people thrive in it. I, like, I don't know how you thrive in it. I don't know any of those people. I, I like the, I, I'm a winter guy. Like you know, you I'll dig the winter. in the summer, you race in the winter. Right? Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. I'll definitely come back and do this one. This is well, a good for, race. It's yeah. fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really a different format. It's, it's so totally. interesting to see your runner every 1.1 miles. Right. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's a backyard, but it's like just not, you know, when you do that one, your time on your feet's different too, right? right like instead right. of four miles in an hour and you right. get 10 minutes at the end, right? plenty of time to kind of do what right. you need to do. And now it's like you're, you, you got to still manage your energy, but then give yourself a little bit of time, but then it's only like two or three minutes. Exactly. Like, and then you're back out yeah. of the game again. You're like, and, Wait a minute, was I just And this doing one's this? even different because it, it's the hills. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so we have a great hill back home. It's called the Boy Scout. Yeah. Uh, one of our our backyard race that we do for River to River is the last Boy Scout. And um, it's like 250 and a half mile. Yeah. So, but that doesn't even compare to those. No. <laughs> it's not even close. This one's 240 and two-tenths of a mile. Yeah. It's double. It's double. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's no joke. You had some fun today, though. Totally. Totally. Coming back. Coming back next year. I already told them. Yeah, it's good times. All right, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for Good having to see me. see you. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Preach. All right, so hope you enjoyed this episode of The Adventure Jogger. Go to theadventurejogger.com. If you've not listened to the Justin Hamilton episode, listen to that one. Also listen to Luke Bolschweiler's episode. You can do that as well and just get to know those two incredible runners of many of the incredible runners that were out there at the Mid-State Mile. Oh, show. Go check it out adventurejogger.com there's gear on there as well if you want to join the adventure jogger race team you can get your jersey right now adventurejogger.com we are 100 listener supported you can make a monthly pledge on our patreon page just search the adventure jogger on patreon or go to the adventurejogger.com join the community on facebook and instagram by searching the adventure jogger and subscribe to the adventure jogger wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss a single episode Yeah.